Hello, and welcome to the MCAP Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today in studio, we have Greg Nichols and David Blackman to talk about the second location. Well, I mean, I guess it's not really a second location. It's the new location, because it's really a separate brewery, although it's all the same people. So you just want to confuse everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So they're co- they're here to talk about, well, we'll talk about some original Smoketown, too, because you got some exciting stuff about that to talk about. Absolutely. But uh, what we really want to talk about is Smoketown Creekside and the additional formation of the Bermuda Triangle or Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> which which one are we going with? I believe I it's Bermuda. Yeah, Bermuda. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for now you know it's changing you know it, with jim steinard coming well i mean i well it's still kind of a triangle okay all right <laughs> well then what are you gonna be like something tech quad city I, I, <laughs> I don't well anyway, thank you for coming in um so i guess right off the bat uh why'd you open creekside well um we saw an opportunity. Uh, I'd actually been um, looking for a location in Frederick about a year previous to locking onto this location. Some people talk about how great of a beer town Frederick is. That's what, yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Frederick really supports the beer industry, its own beer industry. Uh, and we wanted to be a part of that. Uh, we were, and we, we are in Brunswick, um, but a very common statement by m- many people. Uh, you know, hey, I live in downtown Frederick. If you were in downtown, that'd be an awesome thing, and we'd support you. And uh, and we we took that to heart. Um, uh, Brunswick is still a great location, a lot going on. Um, but it's a 15-minute drive for people, and uh, uh, Frederick has its own uh, market that keeps it pretty tight. So we're happy to be in the middle of that now. It's probably kind of hard to convince people to drive 15 miles away from Frederick to go to a brewery. When <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, what, are, what Where are we now? Eight? Somewhere around. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't done the math. Yeah. but I get that I asked all the time. You think at some point I would just actually sit down and count them and remember the number, but mm. I just enjoy saying I don't know. Yes. No, that's fine. But there's a few. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and all of our peers and everybody in town – do a great job and uh, very diverse offerings at each place and, and atmospheres are quite different at each place. So I can understand where people stay grounded all within walking distance of downtown. It's awesome. So where are you located? We are just off the Creek, uh, 400 Sagner Avenue, um, just East of East street. So actually I guess if you want to get technical, the barrel house kind of screwed it up <laughs> on being a triangle, too. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's <laughs> actually 100% right. Yes. So anyone that's been to Attaboy, there, uh, Smoketown Creekside is on the opposite end of the building. Right. And then directly behind them is the Attaboy Barrel House. Yes, good point. And then across the street is... Good work on that. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be five. Yeah. Across wow. the street yeah. is Idiom. Um, or not a street, the creek is idiom. Right. And is the, 
the other one's official too. Like he's publicly yeah, talked. And then the um, soon to be well soon in brewery building terms uh, will be Steinhardt. Correct. Yes. Yes. Now you know uh, Barrel House is, is actually an extension of the license, so technically it's not a second location. So okay, location. I thought it was a full separate. <clears throat> no. But it's good. It's a good thing. It's it's an awesome thing for the area and um, uh, East Street and property east of East Street. Uh, that's kind of the last frontier, I think, for downtown Frederick uh, for expansion and improvement and, and development. Uh, so we're happy to be kind of in the in the beginning of that. I, I feel like all of you being there will finally make that dream realized of extending Carroll Creek down further past E Street. Because without that, I don't think that was ever going to happen. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're really banking on um, a couple more developments. Um, uh, we need a couple of restaurants in the immediate area within walking distance or a very short distance. Um, there's yeah, fortunately, it's announced one closed. What's that? Aisha. They closed? Yeah. Well, when? <laughs> uh, Must have been. Sunday. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. That's unfortunate. I agree. Um, there is rumor of someone going in uh, uh, on the creek. And if that happens, it will be exciting. Yes. And also a good draw for all of you absolutely ladies and gentlemen making the beer yes yes but in addition we could uh, you know i don't want to sound greedy but we could certainly use a second one uh you know to, to really capture our, our audience and keep people i feel like food trucks though do a good job of that because i i hear that a lot like people planning where they're going like searching like what what food truck is at which brewery and that brings well, one of the number one questions I get asked. What's uh, the food truck? On the phone. Yep. Yep. Uh, Drew uh, has it on our website, which is helpful. But no, it, it does make a difference. But there is limitations. There are limitations. Uh, they're not always yeah. booked. Uh, weather they don't dependent. always show up. They don't always show up. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, so a couple brick and mortars would be just much better for the industry. But that time will tell. So at Creekside... Um, it's a completely separate entity, um, and it, you're doing full production there also. Correct. Yes. Um, and you're, so I guess there, are you, are you only able to serve Creekside beer or does the licensing allow you to serve beer that was brewed at the brewing station? I guess if it was then done, That's sold as contract. contract. Brew, okay. Yeah, yeah. Since we opened uh, toward the end of the year, um, the rule is twenty-five uh, percent of your uh, volume can be contract brewed. So by the time we had our system up and running, uh, we covered that easily with, uh, <coughs> yeah, with the contract brewing and and collaborations. Uh, uh, but we have. Uh, Six units in a, in a small batch system at Creekside, so it's very similar to the size of uh, Brunswick. About 52 barrels total. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you're doing – there there are Creekside-only beers that you're making that won't be available or at the brewing station, or are you going to keep the keep them in sync? Or is there a diff different enough clientele between the two locations that – 
Uh, we're going to mix it up. Okay. Um, we don't. We're not purposely going to try to. Um, um, it, it, just organically, it's going to happen. Um, uh, tank space and, yeah. and, and availability. <clears throat> um, um, we will have we'll we will have special beers at Creekside that will stay just there. Um, we were trying to uh, uh, keep Walters in uh, in uh, Brunswick as a as a special beer there, um, but we decided to do a uh, contract for that as well because that's very popular. So yeah, I was going to say that's one that Frederick. gets talked about often. I would, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, you'd be passing up on yes <laughs> a lot of sales, I think, if you didn't. Yeah, so um, part of that math also uh, we have 24 taps in Brunswick and currently we have 16 16. at Creekside in Frederick uh, with the intention of going to 24 within the next uh, three to six months so uh, we have a lot of room for experimenting and and and, and unique beers at each each location that's 48 taps that's a lot of taps yeah. That is a lot of cap lines. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, do you get a day off anymore? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, no, I, 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 Chris, it was going so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It> was, <laughs> I don't. It's uh, it's definitely taxing, but it's worth it. And so, are you so. doing all the brewing at both locations? I do. So, we have a cellarman that helps uh, clean. So, I'm fine brewing in Brunswick, he's cleaning in Frederick. Okay. Vice versa, or he's kegging somewhere, or cleaning kegs, or. That took a big hunk of stuff off my plate, so that helps out quite a bit. So, so basically, you don't do the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, I do the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Mike's not listening. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and I want to talk about, at least I know one beer that has been special to Creekside, because uh, I really like this beer. But let's take a real quick sponsor break, and we'll be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, on spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday? So one of the first beers um, you made special for the cr- Creekside, and am I before I go too far down this? Am I right about that? Or yeah, for the you? most part. So okay. we had started with a small batch of it, and uh, we wanted to test the market, and it flew off the shelf. So we made a bigger batch, and now it continues to. We've made that three times now since we've been. Three ten barrel batches since we've been to Frederick, and it's called "It's for My Wife." It's for my wife. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, our version of our what we think a uh, milkshake IPA should taste like. It's not as cloudy as most. It's, it's, a, it's very unmilkshake IPA ish, yeah. but in a very good way. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's a like almost a milkshake light or yeah, it's very subtle yeah it's not you could drink several of them whereas like a regular milkshake shake ipa starts to really sit like a rock if yes. you have too many yeah uh, we like it it sells really well it's um a sweeter lactose um orange cream do you want a milkshake ipa and explain the name because uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't get it yeah it's yeah. just kind of a you know it's kind of a 
one of those beers that uh, I feel that a grown ass man shouldn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I enjoy drinking it, so I wanted to. So you're not a grown ass man. No, nah, basically, yeah. So I wanted to. Uh, to all those grown ass men out there that uh, don't want to order a milkshake IPA, uh, they walk up to the bar and they order it. It's, it's for my wife. It's not for me. It's, yeah. it's for my wife. And they end up drinking it. So, yeah. I feel like that's got to be dying off, though, because that's a popular style now. Maybe not not as popular as like yeah. regu- a regular hazy or. Just not in my world. So. In the, well, I think, it, I think they're. Right in that realm of like the uh, heavily fruited lactose laden sours, where it's people who don't like beer are drinking this type of beer. Correct. Right. Although this has more of a beer taste than that's thank you. That's our goal. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> than, than than a lot of milkshake. It does IPAs. finish off as a pretty traditional IPA. Yeah, it, the, there's a lot more bitterness right. in this than there is in, in your average one. Absolutely. So th- you'll be doing like a s- specialties like this often there? Or like, yeah. Are so you going to try, I guess, the best way to phrase it would just be, are you going to try to have a different brand identity for each location? Or is it just smoke down at different places and it's the same identity? I think it's the same identity brand. Wherever it is. There's no question it's the same brand. Um, uh, and we did this with purpose. Um, we wanted to expand our brand. Um we're in 43 counties uh, from a wholesale standpoint, uh, 35 in Virginia, 8 in Maryland. Um, so it's a nice addition to to our brand coming into Frederick, more exposure, uh, more energy. Um, yeah, no, so it's purposely meant to be Smoketown. For um, distribution, you're contract brewing that outside of yourself, right? Or are you No, brew it? Uh, we brew it. And, uh, so you really don't have any. We don't. Off. Shh. <laughs> Chris, please. <laughs> With that being said, we, uh, I guess it was November, we bought a canning line. Yes, yes. Oh, nice. So yeah. the, we're, uh, we're doing everything. Smokestack Black <laughs> is, uh, uh, it's actually at Creekside with the canning line um, with their brights, and that's being canned uh, on Thursday. So, yeah, we, just for uh, quality control and um Cost analysis. I was going to say profitability. Yeah, I mean uh, that's why we bought the candy line. Yes, yes, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, um, and they've they've started to come down a lot in price, haven't they? Or at least we haven't found that one. No. <laughs> well, but, or at least there? or at least there are, there are options now that are cheaper. Like they're still expensive, but at one time they were. To get in one, you were still spending oh the canning line itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's still really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that industry uh, uh, fact uh, speaks volumes too. Uh, in that, um, I think it shows strength in this industry. In that the uh, hardware coming out of uh, breweries uh, um, hold their value. You can't buy a used canning line. Uh, for under 90% of its original value. Same with uh, tanks and, and, and other material. Yeah. So, but to get, to, to go back, to circle back, yeah, it's it's a, it, it's a risk. It's, a, it's expensive. Well, but you're, um, it seems like you're making wise choices on what to can. You're, I, I yeah, no, absolutely. Canning what is your most <laughs> no. popular beers and that yeah. have one, uh, 
statewide uh, beer competitions and yes, yes, we have uh, eight cans currently in rotation. Two new ones, so six, but and then the two new ones will be eight. Um, but we think we sell our most popular beers in cans, and it works for us. So it it also allows us the, the freedom to do small batches too. I mean, it's nice that we can uh, run a hundred cases of of anything we choose. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be uh, one of our flagship beers. You can have more fun with that. Well, yeah, when you have your own, too. Like, I mean, if you just want to do 20 <laughs> cases of something, you can without it being completely economically. That's a wasted day, though. <laughs> it is, uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> Normally you would want A wasted day. So setting uh, up everything for 20 cases is, yeah. or 20 cases is quite yeah. a bit of work. Yeah. So, But, yes, in the end, yes, we could. So are you going to stick to only doing 16-ounce cans, or are you already doing 12, and I just don't know that? No, we're not. <laughs> Most of our... Uh, I, do, you, I do you shop out there? Do you... <laughs> no, I don't. So currently, I, um, currently in our 12-ounce cans, we have our Hefeweizen uh, Brown Ale, uh, Black IPA, Potomac IPA, and we're just adding our fifth one, which is the Gandy Stout. Stout. And then the Patsies and 16s and the Rise and 16s. See, those are the ones I really like. Uh-huh. And I wasn't lying when I said the only thing I have drank <laughs> since you opened Creekside. <laughs> that's so we should can that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I would if I were you. <laughs> mm-hmm, maybe. <clears throat> Plus, you, I, I think you could come up with a cool-looking label for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we have one guy that designs our labels, and uh, he does a great job. We Try to have fun with them. The twelve ounce cans are definitely sort of locked into a family style design. I've never seen one. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we brought the wrong samples. Yeah. And then the sixteen ounce cans we have fun with. So, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I live a very boring life. I go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll leave some in your mailbox or something. And if if I. And do you have a cooler at the brewery with cans in we it? We do. Yes, we do. I, I've never looked there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look at the tap list, and then I order off of that, and then... It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and we'll definitely point them out. Uh, sorry. Definitely point them out next time you're in. Maybe I'll look for pictures somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see our... Uh, so the, the beers that we distribute to... Bars, the tap handles now are, are cans, so you'll see them out. I don't go to bars. Okay. <laughs> I just got done telling you how boring of a life I live. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, how long have you been distributing into Virginia? Uh, it's been at least a year at this point. Yeah. 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 I feel like probably the last time we talked on an episode you were talking about that just perhaps yeah we had just started probably should have listened to that so, beforehand so yeah we were um um pushing further uh we distribute with wants um uh six counties and we're montgomery county going into howard county so we're, we're trying to push into baltimore um potentially down into dc um so yeah yeah, <coughs> yeah we're close to dc now so Yep. Are so you going to go up in the Pennsylvania at all? Yeah, or is Pennsylvania that... be next. Um, um, we want to we want to lock down Maryland a little tighter yeah. before we start stepping into other. I wonder. Maryland has some really good breweries, but the really good ones don't distribute really at all. So, I w- well, I mean, Trogues does. Um, I consider them really good. 
Yeah. But like mm-hmm. your like hyped up breweries, none of them go into distribution at all. So I wonder if that if that is a state that is somewhat easier to break into if you're regionally local. You're talking about Pennsylvania? Yeah. I've talked to numerous people. Although and, I guess and, the distribution method there too makes it much more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it's about that. Run. I yeah. forgot about the whole state run aspect <laughs> but, of it. But they're they're having the same experience that Maryland is having in that a uh, lot of um, progress is being made in the last couple few years. Uh, well, yeah, you can actually buy a six pack there now. <laughs> right. And, uh, they're maybe making progress a little bit faster than we are. Um, so I would say in a year or two that it would be very easy to access uh, that market. Yeah, I wonder how how that works. I guess all the ind- like any of the independent places that are opening, breweries are still sell- sending sales reps to them individually to convince them to buy through the state? Or like I wonder wh- what the mechanics for those sales are at all. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's we're you know, Montgomery County is a is a county yeah. run. Andrew was shaking his head, <laughs> um, but it's the same process. Uh, Drew uh, over multiple attempts um, to, to establish a relationship with them um, just fell a little bit short because they they operate at a different pace than we do and a different politics. But but yeah, you have to send so a salesperson in and first you have to sell the well in Montgomery County the county on it and then Absolutely. the individual bars and and uh liquor store or beer well, stores the county has control of uh I don't know how many but yeah 1800 stores but they also operate their own store right so we have easy access to okay. mom and pop retailers uh the county is different oh so yeah because going, they can they can buy directly from you yes and okay right right so i think pennsylvania has some kind of similar stuff going on so we're we're taking our time you know <laughs> it, uh, yeah it's, i it's, think it's, it's costly it's exhausting it's uh um, um but it's a good thing um but we do have to take we have to pace ourselves yeah mm-hmm. well then i mean, you can only wring so much work out of greg too it, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to leave if you if you if you bring it up one more time. <laughs> he looks tired. <laughs> I am tired. He was sick this weekend. He's, he's just getting over being sick. No, we're. Uh, Did he give you days off for being sick? Half one. <laughs> <laughs> he let you lay down in the yeah, in the cold room. There. <laughs> so that's um it, it, it's 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 an interesting conversation because uh, it was a conversation we had uh, before. Uh, I penned the lease in Frederick, and that was the first conversation we had when I got together with Greg. I said, what do you think about this? It's going to be taxing on everyone, and I said, in particular, you. And um, Mike coming on as our Solomon has helped out greatly, but uh, there's certainly uh, a possibility in the future that he's going to have to train someone um, that's gonna, that he's comfortable with. Um, and I've, get him, I've given him kind of full reign on that. We're not quite there yet, but but soon. It's been good, though. All right, well, I'm going to give you a quick break now to rest a little (coughs) bit while we take a sponsor break um, since your boss won't. (laughs) For sure. Um, So we'll be right back. (laughs) The NCAP Podcast is brought to you by District East. 
a lot of Friday and Saturday afternoons, you'll find me at District East for their weekly beer tastings. District East is part of the local beer community, and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else. This is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. So I guess, though, Greg, that um, would probably be a hard thing to do, though, even to like give up some of the control. It is. Because like uh, you, you've been the only person running everything production-wise for so long that letting someone else take over your baby probably is not so much worth being exhausted. Absolutely. So it's it's definitely going to be... Like uh, a bittersweet... Yeah. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for spending that back around, Chris. You're welcome. No problem. <laughs> but thanks I know for that $100 bill. <laughs> In the end, I know it's well worth it. So, to to work a little harder right now to make it better in the end, then that's worth it. So, would the plan be like you focus on one place and someone else in, being at the other? In or? my dream world, there would be one person at each place, and then I would bounce back and forth on brew days. And okay, so they would each have their own Solomon, they would each have their own brew schedule, and then I would kind of oversee everything that was going on. So that's ultimately in a perfect world. I think that's what we'll get to, but we're not there yet. So. So someone needs to start selling more beer. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, get people to our places. So, yeah, that does it. Although from the few times I've been to Creekside and or and driven past, um, you have definitely not had trouble getting people in. It, yeah, it's been awesome. That was our goal. So we didn't want to uh, we didn't want to have gimmicks to get people in. We're just our, we're personally sick of paint nights and. <laughs> you know whatever whatever the little things are so we wanted our beer to first bring people in and then now we're starting to add live music which has really helped us so that's was our goal we want to be a brewery with a live concert venue so, yeah that was going to be like one of the next things that yeah. i wanted to talk about is that you guys seem to have a really strong focus on on live music yeah we went from maybe one booking 30 days to go 30 days ago to where we have now about 15 at the moment at least yeah 17 so uh, it's our intention to uh, run music a uh, minimum of 3 or 4 days a week and if the market dictates and the and the and the people want it we'll we'll go to 6 or 7 days i mean we're we're excited about that so like coming from Brunswick that's essentially what our building was was you know business on yeah. the bottom and something with music upstairs that supported it so that we kind of wanted to bring a little bit of Brunswick here. So we thought if we could do a live music venue and focus on the beer and the music, then, you know, that was our ultimate goal. You, t- you took a little bit of a gamble by building the stage area in there and stuff at first before... Uh I kind of did it while he wasn't was all, there. That was all, <laughs> so, that was all Greg. Because uh, that, that, that was all put in place before... 
you were even allowed to have live music at breweries, right? We could have permitted oh, live yeah. stuff. Oh. Yeah, so we... Uh, I don't think he knew it was happening, so I just kind of... <laughs> he he just was gone. Piling I kind of, wood he went to get kegs or something, and I... Uh, <laughs> I, I prefer took, that sometimes, actually. I took the credit card, and he came back, and there was a stage there. So, yeah, Greg built that with his own hands, and um, um, it, it, we're actually... We talked about it today, and, and, and in the past, we're actually expanding it. We're going to make it larger yeah. uh, to accommodate uh, some of these groups we have coming in, have 10, 12, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so players so oh wow yeah, yeah. so <laughs> no it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be big our, our focus uh not that there's any shortage of talent in frederick frederick county as far as live music but our focus is to give you something that you don't get to see every day so we're trying to stay away from bands that or acts that are just rotate around the frederick circuit well yeah i mean there's some great bands Absolutely. in frederick yeah, but are. you can like the novelty wears off once you've seen them play Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so many weeks in a row. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of look for bands that I like, but I know that we can't survive on bands that I like, so we have to definitely change it up. So, uh, you know, we have bluegrass, live bluegrass every Monday night. So we, if we book a show that weekend, we try to stay away from bluegrass, or we get a key bluegrass-style band. So we, we have a good mix of bands that are coming through, so... So is it typically like gangster rap that no, you gravitate no, towards? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, K- K-pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. no, I'm an old school punk rock guy. Yeah, so. the punk is D- the word. Dave hates punk, so I'm an old school punk I rock guy. I don't necessarily so. hate it. I just not that don't. So one of my all-time it. favorite bands is uh, the Dead Muckman. So I'm so excited to say that we actually booked them. That's the awesome. So we have the lead singer of the Dead Muckman come in um, and doing a live show. Um, so I'm super excited for When's that, that going to be? Uh, I wish I would have written that down. Do you remember? <laughs> Drew's on it. So we uh, went from zero to 17. And so yeah, so get, they, they're all blending together. So uh, so is there any truth to you guys put Guidos and Blue Side out of business <laughs> to eliminate no, other? No, you know, so it, it's, it's funny you bring that up because... That, that, I think that's crushing to Frederick. I think that's horrible from, from for a, downtown. Yeah, from a well, from several aspects. Yeah. Well, no. one like one of the places that going out of business cuts down on being able to breathe in mold. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I I love showing up at Guido's at midnight. That is. I did it, not it, say I was talking about Guido. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Blue side, um, same thing. It just. Uh, um, um, we're we're happy that we can fill a niche. Um, it was certainly yeah, because I mean, the, both of those closing was a huge blow to huge local music in Frederick. So yeah. it, it is nice that the breweries now are able to pick up that um, slack and fill fill in the lack of venues. You know, Frederick's Absolutely. very much a commuter town, so the people go to D.C., Baltimore to work, and they don't have to turn around and go back to see a show. So we definitely have a need for. A live music venue, and if we can fill that in, then we're going to. Yeah. Should you figure out what today is? Oh. There you go. Friday, February twenty-first. And this may even come out before then, so it's possible that if you're listening to this, sure. you can listen to the Dead Milkman. If not, that was a really good show. There, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you were able Packed to book house. them. So the, yeah, them. Um, <laughs> we have uh, the plate scrapers coming. The 8th, I like the plate scrapers. The eighth of yeah. February. Right. Um, and we have uh, another touring ska band coming, 11-piece. So that's the reason for 
So we have the the uh, pie tasters coming. You should get Bismarcky. Well, actually, believe it or not, we actually put a call into him. So sh- I've seen him before, and the show was terrible. Oh, really? But just the namesake. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to do that. So yeah. He looks like he's lost a lot of... No, that he ever had. No, he definitely did. Hmm. Those okay. are hateful words. <laughs> the show I saw was the same song five times in a row. So well, there's he had a limited number of hits. I don't I don't think when you're a 20 year old Just act saying. that you're gonna go to the deep cuts when Just you were <laughs> when at one time you were probably on VH1 one hit wonder yes. episodes. But we'll yeah. take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and the whole point is, um, at least for our venue. Um, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves, um, you know. Um, we don't want it to be bluegrass every night. We don't want it to be, you know. We're truly going to have everything. He will have his day. You know, there'll be punk there. You know, <laughs> February there'll be ska. 21st. There'll be there'll be blues. We have a great group that comes out. Um, uh, Sweet something. Um, uh, she does great R and B. So anyway, yeah, we just we'd like to mix it up, and I think the community uh, will like that as well. We'll Give them a lot of options. Yeah, think of us as like a small nine thirty club. <laughs> what what is your capacity? That's hazy. Uh, <laughs> Ten thousand? No, it's a it's a one fifty five, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's one fifty seven inside and then uh, fifty six outside or so, which is kind of a yeah. Actually, it probably pushes it more to two hundred gray area. Right. So, right. is that even because you do you? Ever open up to a lo- like go into the production area or is that no? That's okay. We typically use that when there's music. We use that as a green room. So, oh, okay, uh, <coughs> but we do have the outside stuff. So they actually because it's fenced in, they had to put in a occupancy a little bit. Too. We are, okay, we we do have something in play. I can't say anything about it because we don't have any information, the right information yet. But we're trying to expand it yeah. considerably. You're gonna the knock option. down the wall. We have some cards uh, up or something. We have some. Put a second floor on. <laughs> now that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, no, that's not the plan. And um, let's take uh, one last quick sponsor break, and then when we we'll talk about uh, speaking of uh, music venues and second floors, we can talk about what's going on in Brunswick. Sounds good. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. So it was, was it late last year? Yeah, it had to have been last year. Late last year, you received some really good news. Uh, it was in the paper about yes. um, the fight <laughs> is finally over in the dream of your um, venue space is going to become a reality. Yes. Yes, it's been an exhausting year. Um, uh, there are a number of individuals that helped me uh, with that project. Uh, Sophie Smith, who runs Main Street in Brunswick. Uh, Jesse Pippi as a, uh, a state delegate. Um, Michael Huff, uh, state senator. Um, I, I abandoned the project because I was having major issues with the county. Uh, but Sophie uh, 
and Nathan Brown uh, managed to find a grant that was uh, going to accommodate a sprinkler system, which is what was the big stumbling block. And um, that was awarded to us uh, in December. So yes, it was last month. So that is back into play. And we're... I always jinx myself, but I, I was, <laughs> if people want to hear something, so uh, summer, fall, uh, possibly, to, to, to revisit and, and, and open the event space. Has work started back up on getting that ready, or is it still... Yes. Fun? Yep. Yeah, we're uh, in the in the layout stage of the sprinkler system itself. Uh, it's a complicated um, public works uh, issue that we have to work on, but yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's green light, and I'm very excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> if if I remember reading correctly, was it a big part of like why it was so expensive? Was like water tap fees or something, right? Or yeah, that one surprised me actually. It wasn't the system itself; it was the impact fees uh, uh, generated out of Brunswick City. Okay. Which took me by surprise. Um, Even though in theory it shouldn't. Hopefully, it would never have any impact. Uh, Chris, uh, you and I could talk a, a, for an hour about this whole thing. Um, right. You know, it's a it's it's an impact fee that, yes, hopefully I'll never, ever use it. Yeah. And if I do use it, I'll, I'll use it once. Uh, but it, it is what it is, and, and uh, you know, we're beyond that. Um, so I know, um, although I think when things were probably a little bit different the last time you were on and we talked about that because you were talking about occupancies and plans without with one of the things you were told that ended up someone else contradicting and uh. just part of that whole <laughs> saga that we won't go into again um but based on not having a sprinkler system so with having one there how like what's that venue look like occupancy wise like what can you do there what what are the plans for that space right so that's the positive spin on this um it's i guess ask me in a year i'll feel much better about it but uh right now it did bump us from a potential 299 occupant load to 499 which is pretty substantial yeah. for frederick county uh, in that kind of space, I think it's going to be the largest venue, without question, in Frederick County. Yeah, I think what the only thing larger would be uh, the Weinberg, but that's obviously a very different type of space. Absolutely. Um, this is a full sprinkler system as well, so it will cover downstairs and upstairs. So uh, I think it'll bump my occupant load in the brewery itself uh, to probably 150. So at any given time, uh, once we're open, both uh, venues, uh, I can fit 650 people in safely and comfortably, and, and uh, that's very good for Brunswick and Frederick County. That's that's any given day, I can fit 650 people in there. I can bring 4,000 people to downtown Brunswick in a week. So Yeah, that'll have a large economic impact I, on the yeah, town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, would, you would hope. <laughs> Some people don't see it, but they're going to be surprised when it happens. So, what are um, what are your plan? Like, what types of things do you want to do there? Well, um, the Creekside location, the Frederick location, is is, is a good training uh, spot for us. Uh, you know, we have a roughly two hundred occupant load there. Uh, we're going to have the ability to have five hundred people in in, in, in Brunswick. Um, so, we're going to be booking larger venues um 
So bigger punk rock bands. Bigger punk rock bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's 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 broader than that. Um, we'll be doing uh, wedding events, um, community events, roller derby. We'll be back. Um, I think that's probably one of what will be one of the most impactful things, because the. The versatility part, or well, well, I mean that in general, but no, like having a place for roller derby. <laughs> well, no, because at at a time when roller derby is so popular, there are so few places that they can have matches. Right. I, I think the the closest place to Frederick is Hagerstown. That's correct, yeah. And the cost to put in a rink or a floor that is capable of being used is. You would never realize the the profit to pay for it. Yes, that's one hundred percent right. And I'm kind of curious to see how that translates into the uh, tasting room downstairs too, when roller <laughs> derby is going on above. I know a lot of people involved in roller <laughs> uh-huh. derby, and I have a feeling that they're going to translate to quite a bit of sales. Yeah. <laughs> And sales and, and sound. sound. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be like a thunderstorm. I think, which is just fun. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah, we're very happy. We're excited that that's that's moving forward. It's it's uh, it's also good for the brand. Yeah, yes. and I, I would just think like that could potentially attract a lot more people to it's, roller derby too, because and it's more enjoyable to go to a brewery than a dumpy old roller rink that has survived for decades. Yeah, and 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 that's really just that's one facet. I mean, uh, I everybody thinks I'm joking, but I'm going to do Brunswick first official dog show you know <laughs> anything that you know we'll have Oktoberfest up there we'll have tables and upa bands and you know just we, I, I, we want to fill it seven days a week if we can so i need to start having my wife have our dog grow out it's uh <laughs> the cocker spaniel skirt thing so uh-huh. can... <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. my okay. daughter's always dreamed of having a dog to enter into a dog show and I'm going to do something slightly different too, either purebreds or uh, mixed. So not just to alienate one group. So everybody will be accommodated. That's pretty. And do I remember it has a kitchen too, right? Full commercial kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so it'll probably it will probably slide more into the catering prep area. Yeah. Uh, venue. Than, than not like a restaurant type. Yeah, thing. it was a full production kitchen for the fire department. They, so they did you know five hundred meals at a time. Well, it'll be more for prep. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's there. It's it's part of the culture. It's part of the it's part of the building. That, I mean, that probably will, I would imagine that's definitely the largest wedding venue. Then, yes, I believe so. I I, I haven't done the the math yet, but I believe so. Yeah, Springfield, I think, would be the only one that's close. Well, they're 300 for their their, their space. So, yeah. Now, we've turned down, I think, over time, we've turned down probably 200 requests for event, uh, for, for receptions or weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had my wedding reception there. Yeah, yeah. Like 20 years ago. <laughs> that uh, when it was a fire station? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did. I, when you were fireman, were you, you weren't in that station, no, right? You no. were in Montgomery County, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Um. Well, so congratulations on at least the beginning of the end of that saga. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good I mean, way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, put I'll it. wait to uh, summertime to fully <laughs> congratulate you. 
Well, I'd like to think uh, maybe we'll have you back on stage. Um, we'll do something. No one wants to see me on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you could even see well, some of the you events. Can, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'd like to have you there. We'll talk about that in six months or so. I, I'm really bad at saying no, so probably no matter what you <laughs> offer me, I'll end up saying yes. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Totally fine. You have to. You, you'd have to find some interest in that. The the history that that stage yeah. has uh, procured. No, I mean, I just I enjoy getting in front of people and making mm-hmm. a fool out of myself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, we'll be doing. But yeah, that that is. I mean, you should go into a little bit of that. That 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 is one thing. I think. I mean, we went. You talked about that. The last time you talked about the space, all of the history of it and everything, um, but we have way more listeners now than we did back then. So, I, yeah. what, why don't you go into a little bit of that? Which the history answer? of of the state the, of the, the, of the, the state stage. itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the building was built in 1948, um, and it was specifically designed to be an event space that housed a fire department, uh, uh, a firehouse. Um, Sonny Cannon. Uh, I, I'm naming the space uh, Cannons after the builder and, and uh, mind behind it. Um, he had a plan. He uh, took the, the, the fire department uh, uh, volunteers aside and he said, I'm going to build you a state-of-the-art firehouse. I'm going to charge you 4% interest and this is how you're going to pay me back. And he, uh, he had Patsy Cline, Duke Ellington, Bob Seeger, uh, Roy Clark played every Friday as a regular, uh, so he would get his cut of the door. They'd get paid. Uh, the fire department would raise money through beer sales and cigars and food and other promotion. Um, so it was a self-funded firehouse for decades. Um, fantastic story. Great history. Did, were, were all those artists local to this area? Or are they just... No. Or no. Just, it just became like a place. It was a tourist it was, Okay. It was, it, he knew what he was doing. This guy knew what he was doing to get crowds in. He had and, the right connections to mm-hmm. book big acts. Yeah, back then, they, uh, the, about every 20 miles, uh, that's, that's, you know, they, they, they'd book something every 20, 30, okay. 40 miles. And, um, and he was just very good at, at tracking these people down and, and lining them up. Yeah. So we're going to do the same kind of thing more versatile perhaps uh we we expect to have a lot of a lot of one hit wonders there i think that'll be <laughs> fun uh you know at 499 occupant, occupant load is a good good size um we're not gonna have any headliners necessarily well at least not in the beginning yeah. um um but yeah you know we're i mean you could definitely from, get like some of the maybe like <clears throat> B-list uh, nostalgia acts. Hundred percent. Well, we're having, as Greg mentioned, we're having the Dead Milkman yeah. here. You know, I mean, I that's a perfect like, stage for that. Actually, Everclear played <laughs> it <laughs> at Crumlin uh, <laughs> Farms. Uh, I'm sure they. <laughs> sure. Right. Um, there's the place in Leesburg that, that books a lot of one-hit wonders. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. Smithereens, I think. Uh, ones that ones I heard. Yeah. And there's one thing us old people love to do is to go <laughs> see stuff we uh, enjoyed from, when we <laughs> that's 100% when our right. knees and backs didn't hurt. <laughs> that's 100 percent right. Yes. Uh, so do you have um, do you have any new beers coming out that you're excited about? And can I have a Patsy? Of course. So we just uh, just before Christmas we released our Island of Misfit Stouts. Um, 
So we have a candy cane stout. We have a Krampus made its return. It's a habanero stout. Um, why do why do you breweries keep trying to make that happen? <laughs> so that, that beer sells extremely. <laughs> that's well one for of us. our most popular uh, winter beers, actually. Yeah. Although if I remember, yours yours isn't super hot, right? Yeah, it's all on the back end. So, um, uh, do we have uh, what's the other ones? Candy cane, the uh, gingerbread stout, and then we have a chocolate milk stout, which we brought with us today. And then this year we introduced our new uh, winter ale. So we had. Uh, uh, Pauline's Pumpkin Ale, which is kind of our fall beer, and I wanted something spice that would pick up after that to carry us through the colder months. So we come up with the uh, named after a line in one of my favorite Christmas movies, Christmas Vacation. Uh, we have a winter spiced ale called The Blessing. The Blessing. Yes. <laughs> so it's spiced with uh, uh, sweet orange peel, a um, little bit of nutmeg, and a little bit of cinnamon. Uh, but you can have that later. So. And then uh, we're getting into some brewing our we heavy tomorrow, so um, we'll get into our early of the year beers. So we heavy uh, oyster stout. I like making dark beers, so it works for well, us. That's good. Cause well, your neighbor won't make any. <laughs> right. well, that's ideal. So <laughs> it's a good thing for everybody. It's fine. It's fine. But that's I mean you know again going back to what I said earlier. We have 48 taps. Well, we will have 48 taps uh, in the end, and so it gives you a lot of room to do many different varieties. So when you say a lot of dark beers, it's, that's a, right. you know, percentage-wise, it's still small. It's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's 25 percent, that still you know, yeah. leaves us you know, 36 options. Um, right. So um, that's a good thing. You don't you don't get too much into the fruited sours. I don't. Our neighbors do. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, I don't know. It's kind of planned that way. We we've made one or two, and they've done really well. But I think we'll always have a a goza or some sort of sour on, maybe a wit beer or whatever. But we, we try to keep one on tap at all times. Um, but no, I'm a I'm a dark guy, dark beer guy person, and and I think that works. Well, so. and getting back to uh, Jim Steinhardt, Jim does a lot of Belgians, a lot of a lot of sours. So I we again think it's going to be a good fit. I mean, um, all five locations are very complimentary to each yes, other. Yes, absolutely. You can you offer just enough of a difference from each other. It's not like it's just a brewery that sells hazy beer. Right, right, right. Six hazy, hazy at each yeah. one, and no, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we we do have you know six or seven IPAs, but only two or three are hazy, and I don't know. We we try to give a little bit of something for everyone, so we understand that. Everyone that comes to the door doesn't drink everything, so we'll try to give an option for that. So, um, are you going to get into mixed fermentation or uh, spun? I don't want to say sour because I keep trying to not use that term. Since yeah, it's before. really not in my bag. Okay. So it's just uh, you know I definitely try something, and if it works, it works. But it will always be on a small batch so, level, I think, for us. Um, you know. 60, 100 gallons at a time, not not anything more than that, probably. Um, I, I enjoy dark barrel-aged beers, so uh, we're making a new one right now uh, to name after our ghost that we have at Creekside. We call her Louise. <laughs> Louise. We have no idea what her name is. Uh, um, so uh, we'll, we'll do a chocolate barrel um, stout for for that. So, so that one's haunted, too? 
Yeah, yep. we've heard some things. Is yes. that leftover from the previous tenants? I don't yeah, think so. Well, not a good you know, the, the building is actually, the Creekside building, it's 100 years old. You wouldn't oh, think. is it? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I never would have. It used to be a clothing manufacturer. Closing, huh. uh, clothing. My aunt worked there till she died. She didn't die in the building. I was just going to say, you no. sure it's not your aunt? <laughs> but her name was Louise, so we just kind of <laughs> went with it. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that that was just like a, you know, maybe like a, 10, 20-year-old yeah, uh, no, no, industrial park style and, uh, built. Hearts Clothing Manufacturer, what it used to be called. Yeah. Huh. And that was the whole building. So the whole, you know, the knitting yeah, places the knitting across the street. street. Yeah. And then this was like putting those textiles together to, mm-hmm. as a clothing manufacturer. And I had no idea. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Did you know that, Graham? No. <laughs> huh. Look at you, dropping knowledge on us. <laughs> I try to. Wait, it's in... That whole I mean, that whole corridor of along the creek has a lot of history of um, like textile manufacturing or mm-hmm. uh, those types of industries. Like there's the tannery that was a yeah. little bit down. That'll yeah. be torn down soon, though. Yeah, we're trying to find some uh, some photographic history because uh, I'm uh, that's a big thing for me is when you're in a building um, I like. You yeah. know what it was in its in its former life, and so you'll start seeing some of that pop up. Yeah, because I've been really curious to see what, like what the exterior looked like. Did mm-hmm. it look similar at all? Because I mean, it, yeah, it's just brick, brick and just block. Just a block building. Was, yeah, block. Yeah, that brick that's on there is, is not not a hundred years old. So yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So you need to learn that from those Attaboy people. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't care about history over there. <laughs> um. So why why do you think it's haunted? Oh, yeah, no, we've we've seen some things or heard some things. So like people spitting yeah. out pea soup and no, no, like, yeah. not yet, not yet, not <laughs> murderous <laughs> screams and things like that. Jeez. A lot of yeah screams, a lot of screams. Um, Drew see, Drew saw something uh, recently in the in the back. So sure yeah, that wasn't just, just Greg. <laughs> no, could have been sleeping somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> what a, so. Do people in the other buildings have they? We never really asked. No, yeah, don't know. Or is it just that you guys drink too much? Especially <laughs> in the morning. I think so. I think they follow us, and because yeah. you know, because the Brunswick location is documented. We have a lot of activity there, and we're not we well, yeah, ghost people. We're not, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but it, we it's just there. Walter's there. He just he's Maybe part you can of get us. one of the. Are there still any of those TV shows? I know that was really oh, yeah. popular yeah, at one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure should, there is. You should contact one of those to have them investigate. The, we've, we've had a couple of teams come through. The, yeah, through the Brunswick location. Yeah, I get Peter Did they find anything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. You want to hear about all that? You get another hour because <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're good. You can, tell, so you can tell. You uh, Yeah, I know. What did they find what, when they did the? So uh, maybe it's the Blair Witch. No. Oh. So <laughs> no, definitely uh, Walter. That's some Walter, no, with friends. The, actually, we think there's seven. That's what we've we've heard. That's the, that's the expert opinion that there's seven. The mix. hunters that came, the team that came. Yes. Says. So that requires six more beers. Named after. <laughs> so um, last week, as a matter of fact, we have uh, a relatively new employee, and Evan went with one of our um, one of our guys that does it as a hobby. And uh, he goes upstairs. He's in the kitchen, as a matter of fact. And he has this special recording device. And he asks questions. A Ouija board? 
No, no, no. It's all it's all this stuff. You know, it's yeah, all yeah. you know. It's all white noise. It's you guys know yeah. better than I would. And um, no, I know. I've, I've watched a couple of those ghost hunting shows. I can't remember the names of any of them, but I've I've seen all like the equipment they take around and right, right. Well, he was asking very specific questions, and uh, a voice came out of this box that this this device he had, and it was just one word: uh, sad. Right. Well, Evan, my new employee, couldn't get out of there fast enough. <laughs> he ran down the steps, and he hasn't gone up since. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, um, uh, it's uh, 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 Timothy and uh, Sarah, our kids. They're a couple kids, and uh, Timothy well, is Timothy. Oh, you just took the mood down. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy is coming back, according to the voice. And uh, yeah. So I'll stick to going to Creekside. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll meet now, Louise. <laughs> but Wal- Walter has shown himself to dozens of people, and um, there's laws against that. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's funny. It's uh, I've seen him once. The only ghost I've ever seen. Um, what did uh, you see? Him. I saw his like, face. Um, Greg was there. I don't think Greg saw him, but my former manager saw him at the same time. He peeked his head in around a corner of a door and I asked Greg to go out and see who it was and what this guy wanted and there was no one there doors were locked were you stoned no I was sober (laughs) it was like a noon um no no uh my wife has seen Walter six times probably uh, in the last uh, few years I've seen him pretty much all my life so yeah um born and raised kind of in that building so at one time my father was a fire officer there, so he would teach classes and then they would make me go upstairs and hide and like the curtains would open or stage lights would come on or speakers would drop or water would turn on and Yeah, it's very it's active. A crazy thing. And my father is the last living member of his Paul Bears. So like Walters, of Walter's, of Walter's Paul, Paul Bears. Yeah. So kind of a cool connection, but So if your dad goes there, does he get all riled up? Nah, he's kinda cool with it. So he's you know they all are. I He's mean, all the not evil, like just a. Oh, there he is, you know. Or I'll hear him when I'm brewing in the morning, or somebody walking upstairs. And I'll call Dave and say, "Hey, man, you upstairs?" And no, no, no. He's he's so much of a, a, a fixture for us. Uh, uh, I'm not making this up. About six months ago, a customer had never been in before, sitting at the bar, and he pulls my wife over, and she's you know behind the, in the tap area, and uh, he said, uh, "You're not gonna believe this, but." There was a guy standing behind you 30 seconds ago, and and he just disappeared. <laughs> and without missing a beat, my wife's like just points over the, her back and says, "Yeah, that's Walter," and just keeps on with the with her day. And that's how that's how much of a fixture yeah. he is. People, yeah, my staff says hi and good night. Yeah, most people say hi or good night when they come yeah, and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just works for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've definitely used his name to. Help promote our beers. <laughs> Hopefully he's okay with that. He's fine. Actually, he, he wasn't royalties. a drinker, so it's yeah. kind of a weird thing, but that yeah, works. I want, I, I'm going to find one of those shows, and I'm going to tip him off to Walter. Please do. There's got, I mean, they still have to be on, what is it, like Ghost Hunters, right? Sure. Something like that, yeah. Sure, please do. And then you can come and record <coughs> what they're doing. They probably wouldn't let me. I'm sure they would. Yeah, it still exists on A&E. Yeah, we've even thought about like uh, 
let's just camp out there, like stay, mm. spend the night there one night. You know, you should. Yeah, no. <laughs> but he's your friend. He's, <laughs> he's not going to hurt you. He's got six other ones. He has the upper hand. <laughs> yeah, it's the other ones. It's, the other it's, ones it's, sad, uh, it's sad Timothy who's coming back that we're worried about. <laughs> yeah. We'll just find out when he's coming back. And don't. <laughs> oh, EMF detector. That's probably what. Yes. Yes. Sure. So, so the building itself is buried into the, uh, into the hillside. <laughs> and if you're under the stage, there's a, uh, a good size space under the stage. Um, so at chest level, if you were to drill laterally out the back of the stage, you're six foot under of the cemetery that's in the backyard. So the cemetery so we backs think up there's something the... going on there, maybe. <laughs> hmm. Probably Zol, like the <laughs> <laughs> gatekeeper. No, it's a fun thing. We're not uh, not afraid at all. A little unnerving at times. <laughs> if you're not afraid, spend the night there. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I have sometimes. But yeah. That's right, because you don't get any time <laughs> off. Um, well, th- actually, wait, I almost forgot to give you whiskey. Ah, nice. Um. <clears throat> So you didn't get to try this when it was in the um, pre-production stage because I came to you and most breweries don't like people bringing open bottles of whiskey into their tasting room, so I didn't bring any with me out of respect. But now you're in my house, so you get to drink as much whiskey as you want. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Thank you, sir. They said communion glasses too. What's that? Communion glasses? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Greg, you know what this is? You add it. Um, it's a hop infused single malt whiskey. It's delicious. It's sold out now. There's a possibility we might make a second batch of it with uh, different hops this time. Um, but on that note, a nice flavor. Very nice. Thank you, gentlemen, for stopping by in this blizzard to talk. <laughs> right. um, it's probably going to be sunny in 60 when this airs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be February. By then, it's definitely going to be in the middle of summer. Uh, and uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. Cheers. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to mcclintockdistilling.com for more information. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.